Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. In Edmonton, it's 24 degrees. I'm Carrie McCarthy. More 630 Chad's Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer coming up right now. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from Digitex and the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. You can text us at 630-630, Heartland Ford out of Fort Saskatchewan, where you can go see Mike Gretzky and Griff Jarvis. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. And uh, we will tell you that uh, it wraps up tonight for the Power Packs, including the Battle of Alberta Pack. Visit EdmontonOilers.com. That Battle of Alberta Pack, by the way, $349 per seat. All right. Uh, we had Ken Reed on, talk a little bit about uh, Joe Rogan being in town, uh, a little about potential uh, targets for the Edmonton Oilers or maybe guys that you could get at $4 bucks or under in a perfect world. And uh, about his book on uh, Eddie Shack that's coming out. Uh, we'll also have uh, coming up at 1.30 today, A.J. Jakobic out of Ottawa uh, to talk about last night's uh, uh, Rick Campbell call. But also because Brendan wants Thomas Shabbat, and I'd like to get John Gabriel Pajo. Well, our next guest had the misfortune of, uh, of having a slow-footed uh, heavy right winger. Uh, wreck his first year of midget AA hockey back in the early 1980s. Nonetheless, he went on to NCAA fame at Colorado College. He ended up uh, coaching in the old uh, West Coast League back in the day. Went from uh, Alaska Fairbanks to Princeton, and he is now the head coach at Penn State. He is Edmonton's own Guy Gadowski, and he joins us on Oilers now for his once-a-year visit. Guy, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm glad you recognize that. I still do blame you for the lack of my career in a, as a playing career, so I'm glad you recognize that. Well, you know, uh, the truth be known here, that had you had a better right wing that year, you, you probably would have been on every... Now, we should maybe explain to the listeners. You were like five foot six 
and about 135 <laughs> pounds soaking wet. So you're about the size of Johnny Goodrow. And, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And and that's then, why you were there, because you were the opposite. You were about 235, I think, at that time. Right? Uh, well, that's in it, it and around that number. I, I, that may have been true. Uh, most guys, I was built like a CFL, 1960s CFL offensive lineman. The problem was I was 16 that season. Um, but uh, as a late bloomer, I, I never asked you this. I mean, you went the NCAA route. Did you... Uh, did you have junior teams that were trying to get you to commit to go major junior, or because you're a bit of a physical late bloomer, was that not in the uh, cards at that time? You know what? One did. I know that. One, and that was already when I was playing for Fort Saskatchewan, though. I think, okay. Uh, it was few and far between. I wasn't much, yeah. I think I weighed in at college at 135. But um, you know what? It was a good experience, and... Uh, the college route was the right one for me. Yeah, and uh, and you never thought you were going to end up coaching at Princeton. You ended up coaching at Princeton, and then Penn State targeted you and brought you. How many years now has Penn State been in Division One men's hockey? Uh, full six, so we're going into our seven. And that's in the Big Ten Conference. Speaking of which, just since I got you on the line here, uh, the Oilers just hired Brian Wiseman out of Michigan. Uh, what do you do? You know anything about him? Yeah, you know what? Actually, it's interesting because when I went from Alaska to Princeton, um, the, he was on the staff that year that prior to me coming to Princeton, and I remember interviewing all the players about just to find to get an idea of what went on and how it was, et cetera. And it's amazing how how many of these players. The team didn't have a lot of success, but they all had amazing things to say about Wisey and what a great coach he was and what a great person. And then when you know, obviously, when we moved and, and started coaching the Big Ten and Wisey was with Michigan, um, I got to get to know him a little bit more, and, and those players were absolutely right. He's an incredibly classy guy, uh, obviously was a great player at his size at that time, you know, made it, I, I know he did play in the NHL a little bit, uh, at his size, he's a he's a great competitor and a really, really good guy. Yeah, we're joined by Guy Godowski, the head coach at Penn State. Um you know, you, so it's year seven. How, what kind of year did you guys have this year? You know what? We had a really good year. We're actually uh, 22 wins, and, and, and usually if you have 22 wins, you're locked for the NCAA tournament, and we were uh, the last team not to get in, uh, which was unfortunate, but uh, we led the entire nation in goals, and, uh, you know, anytime you get 20 wins, especially in the Big Ten, um, you know, you, you you have to be pretty proud of that. Now, did Hitch spend some time with you when you were in uh, Princeton, the year, the, the one year of the lockout back in 04? I'm trying to remember. Uh, in that, was it the 12-13 or the 04? What year was that that he ended up? Yeah, it was, I think we went in 04, and I think that was the lockout year. And it was, yeah, it was probably the best. I learned more about hockey in that season. It was when I got to Princeton is when the lockout happened, and he was in Philadelphia. And I knew no one and just happened to call because I needed a goaltender coach. And he said, hey, you know what, I'll help you out. And I thought it was just going to be like a one-time thing. But he was there every week. Uh, he, he went to every home game. We sent him tapes of every away games. And he'd come into my office, you know, practice. I can't remember what it was at that time. But I remember he'd come in three hours early and just sit down and say, hey, what do you need to know? He was in, as giving and as generous about his knowledge as any person I've ever been around. And obviously, you know, you don't have to. His success speaks for itself. Third third all-time winning as coach in NCAA, Stanley Cups, World Championships. All that kind of Gold stuff. medals and Olympics. I mean, it goes on and on. It was just an incredible learning experience, and he was just 
you know, the success we had, we went on to win the ECAC in Princeton and, and also the Big Ten Championship, and believe me, he has footprints all over that. We're joined by Penn State hockey coach Guy Gadelski. He's an Edmonton area product. Uh, so you said you guys had a good year, but you didn't qualify for the uh, for the tournament. Which uh, Now, does that hurt your recruiting moving forward? Or, uh, you know, are you selling? Not that you're selling, but, uh, you know, and I, I know you bring – do you have a couple kids? Uh, is the, the Biro kid or uh, Biro still out of – Edmonton on your team. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, many, you know what? Yeah, he's going to be our captain next year. In fact, a, a great had a great career at Spruce Grove, and we've had another following. David Glenn was also a captain of Spruce Grove, and was also a captain for us. So we've been really fortunate to just get, I mean, great players, but really, really good leaders out of Alberta as well. Yeah, and then obviously you've got the. Do you do the majority of the uh, recruiting guy, or do you have a guy, an assistant coach that does a lot, a lot with you? You know what? We're allowed three coaches that can be on the road recruiting, including myself, and the other two, fortunately, are a lot better than me, along with Keith Fisher. It's Matt Lindsay, and they're on the road all the time um, right now, in fact, and uh, they do a great job. They, they know all the junior leagues, but seeing as we have players from, I mean, Russia and Finland and Sweden and the States and all over Canada, I mean, it's a... They, they cover a lot of ground, that's for sure. Penn State, I mean, you started that program up. Uh, you know, they were club hockey for a year, and now you've, you've been six years in Division One NCAA. Um, how have you felt the progression has gone over the last, uh, you know, seven years? Yeah, you know what? It's been a lot of fun because to start out with, it was a lot of work and a lot of aspects that we didn't really quite realize in terms of just the transition from a club program to to Division One compliance-wise was a lot of work and a lot of paperwork and a lot of things you don't realize. Mr. Pagula, who you know, I know quite well, yep. was very fortunate or very generous to us and, and gave uh, a very generous gift, which gave us a great rank. But I think what's been most fun is is as the team has gotten better and better and better, and, and so has our student body. I, I mean, we, we've led the nation in attendance capacity, I, I don't know how many years in a row now, but the, the, the atmosphere itself, not only because it's packed, but what the student body does is just so much fun. And, and as, as our team has been getting better and better, so is the student body. So i got to tell you, it's, it's the most fun I've ever had at a hockey game is watching these students. All right, so how many, what do you guys average? Like, what does the building uh, see? Does it see 10,000? It seats 6,000. We, we average just over that. Okay, and he basically donated north of $100 million bucks to the, the, the institution, right, to help start the whole genesis of the hockey program. Exactly. The arena was about $91 million, and then we had uh, extra money that would help us with scholarships and program endowments and things like that to make sure that these guys have any bells and whistles that will help them develop um, as a hockey player or athletically in the weight room or with video that we get. So, yeah, he's been extremely generous to us. Guy, are you at the stage now where, unless you got an NHL head coaching job, the price point would not work uh, to to go to the National? Like, obviously, you've got a family. You have a comfort level there. Penn State has top-end academic requirements, so you tend to get really good people, like good students, uh, into your program. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it has a legacy with football, and it's mixed, obviously, because of some things that happen off the field, but, um, you know, I, I know Jack Michaels, my broadcast partner, knows all about Penn State. His dad was an academic uh, from uh, where he grew up in uh, Meadville, and uh, uh, Jack went to Ithaca, but is, is there... Are you really kind of like at a stage where the only way you could ever foresee a departure would be if somebody sort of flashed the cash like the Flyers did for Dave Haxtell? 
Well, I, I, I don't think my answer would include anything with money, but I am really enjoying the experience. And um, there's a lot of great things about Penn State that are really attractive to being here and, and learning. I mean, we have a, you know, we talked about the football program, but our wrestling program is one, boy, I don't know, even eight out of the last nine national championships, something like that, with Cale Sanderson. And it's, a, it's an incredible atmosphere for motivation but also education so i'm enjoying it my family loves it here it's been a lot of fun and um i'm just hey if, if i'm in the game if i'm in the game of hockey i i feel very fortunate and, and now you're in state college right yes okay is that how big of a how big is the city or how big is the town it's a little over forty thousand, um but there's also about forty-five thousand kids that go to school here so when the kids are in town when when the kids are on campus the size of the town doubles Okay, so it's, it gets up around 90,000 people, and then when they play football games at home on Saturday, you're looking at another uh, 100,000, right? That's right. There's 107,000 people in the stadium, and then there will be uh, somewhere around the neighborhood 20,000 extra you know, tailgating and partying around the stadium at the same time as well. Do you still catch up? Uh, I know uh, I, I, you took an interesting route, right? Because you did, you, you played at uh, CC, uh, Colorado College, then you ended up coaching in the uh, the West Coast League. I think uh, Greg Spenrath, who's a South, uh, guy out of uh, the southeast part of the city, he grew up sort of with the, uh, Ian Gallagher, Brendan's dad, and uh, Brad Miller, who is a, a, a tough guy. I mean, both Miller and Spenrath were Western Hockey League tough guys. Yeah. You ended up playing with Spenrath, and I'm assuming he kept you pretty safe out on the ice <laughs> when you were leading those teams in scoring back in the day. Yeah, you know what? We played, so yeah, after Colorado College, I played uh, in the minors in Europe, etc. And Spenner and I played together in, in Ottawa's uh, organization at that time in the American Hockey League was in at Prince Edward Island. And, and after that... Um, Geez, I went. I, I went and, and signed in the West Coast Hockey League, and uh, as as a player coach, and um, was able to recruit Spenner to play for us. And he was our captain, and and uh, you know him extremely well, a great leader and an incredibly tough man. And uh, he did a great job as as our captain for a few years while I was there. And and we had success, and a lot of it is due to him. I mean, you know, at that level, you got to have great players. You also have to have a lot of a lot of toughness, and he provided a lot of both. You were uh, the head coach in Fresno, and your leading scorer one year was Glenn Gullison. What was he like as a guy, as a player? Did you know, and did you know he was going to end up being an NHL uh, head coach down the road? You know what? At that time, no, but I tell you what, he's a really intelligent guy. You knew that. And the thing that stood out about Gully, though, right from day one of recruiting him, is is he's just a, such a good, good guy. Like, he's such a good guy. Uh, and, and, and the kind of person, too, that that everybody that you meet that meets him says it it's not he doesn't just appeal to a certain group he appeals to everybody and he's a uh, a very hard-working guy loves the game obviously but just such a high quality guy and that was very apparent right from day one and every day after i mean he's one of those consistent quality guys and you know what we didn't know he'd be an nhl head coach at the time but i don't think anybody that spent any time with him back then is, is surprised at all he's just one of the highest quality guys you'll ever meet. I got to ask you about this player because he was, uh, you know, and I'm fortunate enough because, as, as you know, I got to travel with the Oilers during the season, and we'll go into places like Montreal and they'll talk about the the legendary French Canadian tough guys that have played. You had one, uh, Jacques uh, yeah. Maillot. Yeah, Jacques, Jacques Maillot. Yeah, yeah he, and he was. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy who literally. 
is the sort of character that was represented in the movie Slapshot. I mean, he was, you know, six foot three, two hundred twenty-eight. He briefly played for Cape uh, down in the uh, AHL Oilers farm team. What was? I mean, you got him a little bit later on in his career, but uh, different cat, eh? You know what? It's really interesting because we knew all the stories and saw his fights in the National League and and heard the stories. But I tell you what, what off the ice, he's a, he is just a. He's such a softy. He's such a. He's just a kind little pussycat, like he is. He's just a really kind guy. But on the ice, um, you know, yeah, that switch can go on pretty quick. And and the thing I remember about him, he used to say that he wanted to patent a move that would sort of tie up a fighter's hands uh, as he was fighting him while he was able to get one loose. And uh, he always said he wanted to patent that move. Well, I remember one night um, he got in a fight that was very close to our bench. And you can see him taking a few shots, but you could see him working and working and working. And finally, he popped his head up, and he gave the bench a huge smile, and everybody knew what was coming next. The guy couldn't move his arms, and, and Jacques ended it pretty quick. But, uh, yeah, you, you know, he was one of the many great characters that, that uh, you got a chance to be around in, in those days. And I tell you what, everything you see on the ice, though, off the ice, the guy was just, he was a real soft, kind guy. Penn State head coach Guy Gadowski, uh, a former member of the Southside Athletic Club here out of Edmonton. Hey, just before we let you go, uh, NHL theme, uh, who are the best? I know you guys had Evan Barrett on the team last year. Uh, he had 43 points in 32 games. He's a third-rounder from Chicago. Um, who do you sort of, are there, you know, which players are the best bets out of Penn State to maybe make some noise down the road at the National League level? Yeah, well, he was one that did a pretty good job in the World Junior Championships. We have another uh, who who tore up his knee in the gold medal game, actually, and Arnie Talvite, who uh, was the captain of, of the gold medal champion team, Team Finland. And, and, in fact, he tore up his knee in, the, I believe it was the second period, I think, um, and played most of the rest of the game on it. And he couldn't play again for us, which was unfortunate because he's, he's such a good player and you talk about 200-foot guys. I mean, he's the first one over the over the boards on the penalty kill, yet also the guy you look to to score goals. And I, I think he's just going to be great. I think he's a great player. He's a he's a New Jersey Devil draft who's who's a very intelligent guy. He does well at school. The guys love him. He's just that type of guy that gives you confidence. And boy, the guy can play. And if you saw him play in the world in the World Juniors, uh, you'll know what I mean. All right. Uh, in terms of uh, fairness here. Uh, it is an option, right? I mean, we the, hey, the, this is the show is Oilers now. It's brought to you by the Oilers Entertainment Group. Uh, the Oilers have the Edmonton Oil Kings, but there are different uh, places for kids to go. And I I know you've never uh, belittled the the Western Hockey League route, but that NCAA option's out there for a lot of kids, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's whatever is the best fit for you. And obviously, if you're fortunate enough to go either way. Um, you've got a, a tremendous experience ahead of you and one that can open a lot of doors and create a lot of opportunities. And it's, it's figuring out which one is the best for you. But, but both routes um, lead to a lot of great places. All right, Guy, well stated. We appreciate your time, and we'll touch base down the road. Uh, say hi to your family for me, okay? Hey, Bob, thanks very much. Nice, nice to talk to you again. Have a great summer. All right, that's Guy Gadelsky. He is the head coach of Penn State's hockey program. It is 122 in Edmonton on Oilers now. And, yeah, he so he ended up coaching uh, Glenn Gullitson and um, was a skilled offensive player, uh, to, to say the least. Played for the Fort Saskatchewan Traders before heading off to Colorado College. Had a growth spurt. Uh... <laughs> 
Do you believe I was 235 at uh, at 16? Do you believe that, Brendan Escott? That's a trap question. Yeah. The, no. Not even within 50 pounds of that. Mm, all right. Maybe... F- 45. Uh, 123 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. We are going to bring AJ Jakubik in and out of Ottawa. Again, one of our themes on today's show. Uh, if you could uh, poach a player from another organization, sub $4 million or less, who would it be? Well, we got lots of suggestions. We'll get to some of those on our Heartland Ford text line when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 50 years, that's right, 50 years. Royal Pizza, Edmonton owned and operated. Silver anniversary specials coming out. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store where the Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, Stoffer, this text comes in on our Heartland Ford text line. Players under $4 million I'd want on the Oilers. In order of descending salary, Matt Murray, Boone Jenner, Brandon Montour, Anthony Mantha, Charlie Coyle, Max Domi, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Andreas Athanasiu, Miles Wood, Eric Halla, Mark Pezik, Kevin LeBanc, Brady Kachuk, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Robert Thomas, Clayton Keller, Dylan Strome, Martin Natchez, Jake DeBrusque, and Thomas Shabbat. Of those guys... The two that I would say would be perhaps the easiest to get via trade, I think would be Pajo and Halla, because they're in the last year of their deal, and they're in the three-hole. Uh, Murray's number one goalie. Jenner's uh, middle six forward. Montur, uh, you might be able to get Montur. I got a lot of depth there. Mantha and uh, Athanasiu in the top six for the Detroit Red Wings right now. Miles Wood, uh, I think, has got some upside to be a middle, well, he's certainly a middle six forward. You could get Pezik out of Florida. I think that's a given. You could get him. Uh, LeBanc took the hair, uh, haircut for his own long-term vision. You're not getting Brady Kachuk. You're not getting Dubois. You're not getting Thomas. You're not getting Keller. You're not getting Dylan Strom, who was stolen by Chicago. No chance on getting Natchez and no chance on getting Shabbat. Jake DeBrusque, Maybe. Would someone offer she Jake DeBrus next summer? Hmm. That might be a storyline to watch. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Carrie McCarthy, And when we come back in orders now, Edmonton's own A.J. Jakobic out of Ottawa. I wonder if he's over that Renegades loss last night. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.